This episode of MBSing is sponsored by Iron Galaxy. Scream like a school kid with Capsule Force, an intergalactic retro anime multiplayer game now available on PS4 and Steam. CapsuleForce.com I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest today is Kevin Budnick, and he is my first official returning guest to the show. But I like to see it more as a follow-up to his original episode. Back a hundred episodes ago, episode 33, Kevin and I talked about cartoons. He recently reached out to see if I'd be interested in talking about specifically Nickelodeon cartoon holiday specials. Because I fully have a deep appreciation for at least a couple of those and thought it would be fun to kind of catch back up with him, um, talk about his podcast, Tight Pencils, which is also part of the Chicago Podcast Co-op along with MBSing, and uh, break down a lot of those cool specials that we liked as kids that still kind of resonate with us as adults, see what works, what doesn't. Um, I revisited a few of my favorites uh, in preparation for this. Kevin did a great job of actually filling in details, whereas I just wanted to talk about um, the things in out of context, even though we're probably some of the few who have watched any of these specials with any recent memory. But within, we encourage people to check out specific ones that we really like. Um, so stick around for those recommendations. Kevin is also now uh, a co-host of his own podcast called Tight Pencils that's also a member of the Chicago Podcast Co-op. I have repped it, uh, recommended it here before, and I will recommend it again, and he talks more about it in the context of the episode. Uh, another podcast that I love to plug in the Chicago Podcast Co-op is Our Fair City. I saw them open for Improvised Star Trek, another podcast in the co-op. Last weekend, both shows were really wonderful. Our First City is a weird, subversive, post-apocalyptic science fiction audio epic for the internet. It's fun, and uh, I de definitely recommend that. It's kind of like a local version of Welcome to Night Vale, if you're a fan of that show at all. Cool? Cool. I don't have any other plugs. I don't see the need for them. Hope you're listening to this traveling to loved ones or getting ready for just a nice um, break from work or gearing up to um, be at the beck and call of masses of people trying to travel or buy things. I don't know. I hope this reaches you at a good happy point in your holiday regardless of your situation. And uh, I would just like to hope everyone enjoys this. Maybe check out some of the recommended recommendations herein for fun little um, cartoon breaks from what can seemingly be a complicated uh, world overall. Happy holidays. 
started the podcast, the intention was like, we're going to go to people's studios and take photos and like get cool. a, like a really nice interview in their space. Uh huh. And then like we did a few of those and the reality soon became like, we can't coordinate between it's two people. It's hard. Yes. I was going to say one of the biggest things that plays in my favor is that usually it's just my schedule and the other person's Yeah, exactly. Period. I can't imagine having a co-host. Right. Like even adding that one thing with, and I'm sure you can relate to like, a creator's schedule which is already like weird yeah. and hectic and like unpredictable well and matt works so much really he works at uh Firebelly. oh so like he's designing like by day and then also designing at night so he's just Dang. like a lot of hours behind a computer so it's just like i don't want to put Overload. too much extra weight yeah. on him especially because he edits and all he does really he does all the tech good for him yeah right godspeed yeah. uh yeah that's definitely um the gift of being the only person doing it is schedule <laughs> stuff. The curse of being the only person doing it is I do that stuff yeah. too. So uh, it's, it's funny. It's like we do so minimal. And oh, it's yeah. Like, oh, but- gosh, me neither. <laughs> I throw an intro on it and that's yeah. about it. Yeah, I, exactly. I don't really cut much out of the It's really nice. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah, I think, you know, I could see why uh, people do edit conversations down. And, like, I think it also just depends on what, what you want the finished product to be uh-huh. in the end. Um, but it's also like when you're trying to do that, like, like you were saying, your um, co-host Matt is doing that all on top of like yeah. being a double time, right. like designer. And also like, and you're like working a job and also trying to like be an illustrator. And, right. And comic. It's mostly, I mean, mostly it's just like, because podcasting is a thing we want to do for fun. You yes. Know? Like, right. And, we're we have like i don't we don't e- i don't even think we can tell how many listeners we really ours. it's very like up <laughs> in the air for ours as well because steve did such a good job like integrating it with the with the Nerdologs website but like yeah we, we, we can't check no who's listening real concept of that at all um, either but yeah it's 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 the difference between being a, like a passion project and like something that you're trying to produce yeah. as a part of like a company or persona or whatever the other weird thing about that though is like and this is just uh like you like you have an artist bio or whatever mm-hmm. i got invited to the show uh like this is like zine pop-up fair yesterday and in the bio for the um the event page Mm -hmm. they listed me as podcaster cartoonist uh twitterer really i was like cool i thought i was just a cartoonist (laughs) you're like wow never i'm certainly not foremost a podcaster that's like the order they listed (laughs) yeah exactly so funny Yeah, yeah like cartoonist kind of podcaster i would user I would, of twitter i would i would go like i'm on twitter a lot right right yeah uh, <laughs> i draw right mostly yeah i mean it's hard i definitely feel like and i'm sure that you can relate to some extent that the like co-op really lends a level of legitimacy to mm-hmm. doing it even though yeah. you're still doing it on your own and producing it on your own you know a lot of when you're t- like talking about like the highest tier uh quote unquote of of podcasting like those hosts very rarely produce their own shows mm-hmm. someone else is cutting it for them yeah but with that said like the co-op stuff really helps that feel a it's little just, bit more like it's also cool for us personally yeah like i know that it's awesome to feel like i get like when i get to say like we're a proud member of the show yeah. podcast cooperative i feel like 
Heck yeah, that's awesome. It is super fucking cool. Yeah. I totally agree. And like, it's so funny uh, to have you back and to be like kind of <laughs> listening to the one before where that was like it. You know, you hadn't started that at all. Like you've come so far in yeah. terms of the scope of the projects and things and stuff that Dang. you've done since then. <laughs> that was like two years ago yeah that's crazy a little under you we were saying before you started recording that this is episode 133 yeah and i was last on episode 33 yes which is why i couldn't believe it and i mean i when you originally suggested that you do it i was like oh man that would be so fun because it's like a very direct tie back to his first episode i've never Mm -hmm. really done anything like this before but last year i did the episode with kyle tally about santa claus Oh, yeah. I remember, like... I think it was last year. It was either last year. It was at one point. I I listened to that episode, and I was thinking today, I was like, I know that MB has done, like, a Uh Christmas episode before. It was basically the same. It was a similar thing happened where it was, was like, it was my idea. Right. uh, But it was because he had, like, mentioned to me before that he was super into Santa Claus. Yeah. And I reached out to him, and then it worked out perfectly because I ended up releasing it like a day or two before Christmas. Uh-huh. And then you reached out <laughs> and I was like, Oh man, like it's a great follow up for last year. It's a great follow up for Kevin's episode. <laughs> I was like, this is a no brainer. And to that end, I was just at home at like 10 or 11 at night, like watching Nickelodeon. Oh yeah. Christmas shows. When you got in touch with it. Yeah. Cause I had, I like, I have not super been feeling the season this year oh yeah just because like things are busy yeah and it's like a, i feel like the older you get the more you associate it with like um just it being kind of like hectic yeah. and like the your finances get weird yeah. and your time constraints get weird mm-hmm. and like you kind of lose sight of the holiday parts themselves yeah in favor of like kind of getting stressed out it's, it's mostly <laughs> at least that's about, been my experience the last couple no of yeah it's mostly about um finding time to see people who want to see you out of obligation <laughs> yes that's so true though <laughs> and then that's like why also like why i'm sure we it's do... even crazier for you having grown up in the chicago area it's Oh, yeah, I guess it's, like, the whole, like, people are coming back to the city for, like, high school and stuff. Uh-huh. But it's mostly, like, everyone who lives here and oh, I really? don't see because, like, I'm busy with, like, art stuff. Sure. Like, all the cartoonists and stuff who I hang out with, not during the holidays, like, we'll see each other. Randomly. You know, but then we'll also, like, I went to some Wanted friend's to to holiday other. party the other night. Mm-hmm. And then, like, last night I ended up not going to my friend's birthday party because... I had been at this show in Pilsen all day, and I was like, I had my big bag full of comics and stuff, and I was like, I just kind of want to go home. Yeah, I feel you. And I felt bad, and then I was thinking, like, I will see them again because they're in the city, and we hang out all the time. Yeah, it'll be fine. So That's kind of, I did the same thing. I, like, for, I was, like, had other tentative plans, and was just like, you know what, I need to... I need, like, a night before we get to the actual holidays where I'm not mm-hmm. trying to, like, go to a holiday party or yeah. whatever else Or even just, like, have a thing hanging. Yeah. There. Like, one night where it's like, oh, tonight I don't have anything written on the calendar. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. That I can just, like, 
even All if I, I just waste time today was like go out and see Star Wars. Oh my god! <laughs> it was a great day. I went and saw it by myself. <laughs> oh really? Because I didn't. Wa- I saw it opening night by myself at this small theater in Rogers Park, where like tickets are seven bucks and uh, beer is like five bucks. What did you go to the new four hundred? Yeah, that's where I, I, love I saw it yesterday. Yeah? That yeah. place is so rad. My boyfriend lives like just south of there, oh, around really? like Broadway and Bryn Mawr. You know, that's like where I grew up. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, uh-huh, cool, uh-huh, cool. Uh huh. I remember. Um. Yeah, he like went there all the time before we started. Before. That's like always been his before movie they theater. changed it into a nice movie theater. Yeah, the seats are way nicer now. I don't think I had been there since those uh, like upgrades. My dad would tell me stories about that place from when he was a kid, and like it used to be a scummy, that scummy place. Does not surprise me. Like you could like feel rats running under oh, your seat. <laughs> I bet it was like sticky to mm-hmm. the max. Yeah, yeah disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, my first movie theater in the city was, like, a similar one. I mean, I'm talking, like, five years ago, not when I was growing up. But uh, I lived, like, a 20-minute walk away from the Davis. Mm -hmm. So it was, like, really, really similar. It was four screens, discount tickets. I've never actually been there. Really? I like that little hidden Lincoln Square. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't really get a car down that road or mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like pedestrians only. I think that's a really sweet part of the city. Mm-hmm. And I lived like just far away of it from it that like going was kind of like, it was before I knew that many people in the city. Yeah. And I would just kind of like, it'd be similar, you know, on a Saturday, there'd be just something out I would want to see. Right. And just like walk over and, and going to go see by movies myself. by yourself is so great. I love going to see movies by myself. That's I so rarely do it anymore, but that's okay. I, it's, I, I'm really bad about getting to movies. Mm-hmm. So I, <laughs> speaking to the, like the fact that my two episodes of this have been like <laughs> about, about like childhood cartoons, pop culture yeah. things things that like are have not really been relevant to anyone who cares right uh, yeah but yeah like the last movie i saw in theaters was mad max because i oh, was nice. like i need to go see this yeah. i saw it in second run like at the uh, New uh at the vic oh nice yeah, yeah they like did the for, they did it for brew and view and i was like i'm just gonna go see it by that's myself. a perfect movie and for brew and view yeah it was awesome <laughs> Yeah, that's great. That's great. It I had been a while since I had been to... I, I've i just started going back to movies again a lot because, like, good movies are coming mm-hmm. out again. You know what I mean? Things that feel like, um, I don't know, just, like, they're an experience that mm-hmm. you're ne- you're going to walk away from remembering what it was like to go to a movie when you were a kid. Yeah, for sure. Like, like, what the magic of the movies was supposed to feel like. Yeah, I definitely think that that is... Uh, becoming jj abrams like calling card is taking something that people are like familiar with already and kind of like repackaging it he did such a good job rev like paying reverence to it i think so too but it was really fun and exciting in a new different way yeah and (laughs) today like today was the day when everybody started coming out and saying like oh it's like this big story about ray who's this mary sue right 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 and i was just like I hate that people have to, I don't know, like, we got two nice days. Where no one was writing, like, <laughs> no think one complained. Pieces. And it was just like, can you just have a fun time? I know. Can you I, go to a theater and have a fun time? I know. I've <laughs> talked to some people. The people that I've, like, talked to the most about it are other people who work out of some office mm-hmm. or, like, people who work out of here. 
and uh there was a similar like sentiment expressed like what do you guys think about this like coming up and it's like no she's really not it's just like a strong well-rounded character like what about what han solo was you know what i mean what about yeah like the point the point is that like the sort of the hero's journey mm-hmm. is a Mary Sue story. Mm-hmm. You don't have an interesting narrative unless you take some schmo and like give them this like god important. status. Yeah, like, yeah, just yeah. Give them something that makes them an important character. Yeah, like it, otherwise, it's this, this should in not them? be talked about in a way that it's like different from from like anything else yeah. in this uh, you know franchise. It like, doesn't even extend to Star Wars too. Yeah, it's just like like mythology sure i totally agree but even if you right. don't yeah if, even if but you Luke want to skywalker just, was picked out of obscurity even if you just want to keep it like in world if even you know anakin was basically the same kid oh my God, yeah like and you know i know we don't like to talk about the the prequels but like it's basically the same kid mm-hmm. you know like almost exactly the same like like we see him i assume earlier in his life and he's not as, like, cool and competent. But, like, it's not dissimilar from anything else we've seen. That's, like, part of what makes it fun is right. that he's familiar, you know? Um, speaking of things that are fun. Yeah. And <laughs> anyway, this is a nice I long tangent to, to start the episode. I think it's all kind of relevant. And I wanted to talk to you about yeah. um, tight pencils. So I'm glad oh, we cool, got cool, that cool. in there already yeah. as well. Uh, my guest, my first returning, my first official returning guest, yes. I'll say that, Kevin Budnick, is back to talk to me about his love of Nicktoons holiday specials. Yeah, <laughs> there's a there's a specificity to this one. Hell yeah, yeah, Hell yeah. Do you remember the first holiday specials that you watched, or oh, how you felt dang. about them as a kid? Uh. Don't remember how I feel about them as a kid, mm-hmm. which is weird. And I didn't even consider this question <laughs> when I was getting ready. Like, because so much of I think my experience with them watching them now is like remembering. It's like familiarity, right? Like sure. Seeing things that are that are comfortable, and I think mm-hmm. that that's like a lot of what Christmas specials are. Yes, is because when you watch them when you're a kid you don't necessarily have a one like sense memory to it i think Mm -hmm. because of the maybe the repetition like the things that you like watch every year out of tradition it all blends together in this you don't think about memory that's a really good way to put it you don't think about it as each individual thing being affecting or that you necessarily remember the first time you saw it you know (laughs) sure like I, i i i'm sure i could like think of the first time i saw frosty uh-huh but is that really the first time i saw it or is that just one time out of the million <laughs> times i've seen frosty sure 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 yeah yeah, yeah. Um, that's funny but like yeah i mean it, it probably it would have it must have been like one of the really early ones like rugrats or something mm-hmm. um that definitely feels like one of the first ones for me too yeah. Which is interesting as it's... I think I remember Rugrats Hanukkah very vividly. Yeah. When I... Because uh, I rewatched like four coming into today because I just thought it would be fun. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and It's I th- hard to find them. It was hard, especially the Rugrats Hanukkah. The Doug and Rock This Modern Life. What was the other one I watched? Um, 
those two were pretty like they were on like YouTube and yeah. May Arnold. Oh yeah. I think maybe I think all three of those were on YouTube. Those three have been on like those three things have been collected on series DVDs. Oh. So, but I don't know if Rugrats has. So maybe like that's oh. why because people are ripping them. Interesting. Maybe so. But I know v- that Viacom like is really on top of that stuff. Yeah. Like, they get on YouTube and they just pull shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's interesting when you uh like there's some things that are just impossible to uncover. Some things yeah. that pop right up. Yeah. Um. Which but you said you have like a ten pack. Yeah. Yeah. Ish. At one point, um, it was probably around the time that we recorded that first episode really? that I was on because I was on this big kick at that time of watching all these old series and stuff. I remember you telling me that, and, and there was like a website where you could kind of find. Yeah. There, th- which is come and gone in the pre in the intervening years and uh-huh. like changed. Near, like uh, uh, like changed format because, uh, and like naming convention. Because I found one site that had a bunch of things on it, but it didn't play very well. There's one I don't remember. It's called what like it's called. Tunes.is or something. Like oh, okay, that. I don't there's one of the streaming ones mm-hmm. that like has a lot. You just pop on. It's like whatever is 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 streaming. Oh, live. I think you told me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. It was like Nick Reboot or something. That's but then right. like that it went away because if I come and then it came back as something else and then it came back as something else. That's funny. Because, like, they keep, like, finding it and getting rid of it. <laughs> and I have no idea how these people have not. Like, it must be this, like, really long litigative process. Probably, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, like, I downloaded from iTunes, like, legit bought this. Uh, I think it was in two parts. And then, however, like, iTunes worked, they combined it into one thing. Because oh. like, I had to re-download it. And uh, as I was just saying, like, before we started, like, I got uh, a new laptop. And I was like... Oh. I don't have anything on here, but, <laughs> oh, look, my, like, old iTunes account that I haven't used in a while, like, That's is so still funny. active, so I can just, like, re-log in, and I was like, I found them, and uh-huh. I was like, oh, I remember buying all these, like, I should watch them, because I wasn't really feeling the Christmas se- season, and I wanted to start watching stuff, and, um... It's got it's got a lot. It's got yeah. the first one on it is the cat dog Christmas oh, special. Oh, I, I don't feel like I remember <laughs> that. I remember you saying you like cat dog a lot though. Yeah, it's. I mean, like I liked cat dog. I don't think I still like it. It's a weird. It's weird. I like aesthetically. I don't it's think it really, really had cool. staying power. No, it definitely doesn't. As quality, like quality goes. It's yeah. It's just. I think it's just so odd, mm-hmm. and that's what it was appealing about it. And mm-hmm. like aesthetic, like the, I guess the color like that, palette was really nice. For, sure, like, it was very visually appealing mm-hmm. to me as a kid. And like an interestingly drawn main mm-hmm. character and yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. What's the premise of the Christmas special? Uh, okay, so. There's a like few, gift of the magi or something. There's a few interesting themes we uncover like in a Christmas special, right? Like okay. when you are thinking of like I'm gonna write a Christmas special for this other property. Yeah, like, I love this. What should I include? Like uh-huh. how kitchen sink do we wanna be about this? Sure, that's really funny. Like Gift of the Magi is one that comes up a lot in uh-huh. Nicktoons. Um they're like so the premise of the cat dog Christmas special is sort of Gift of the Magi. But it's it also like points in this very like non commercial like the whole okay. like idea of Charlie Brown, like we wanna emphasize like the love of Christmas as sure. opposed to like this commercial aspect, which yeah. is also and a Charlie huge Brown thing. is like uh really pumps the religion too. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. No, none of them pump the religion except Rugrats, you know. Right. Like, which they, kinda makes great. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like And that's like 
the cool thing about that is like they did the, they did their Santa episode, but they also did Hanukkah. Yes. And they also did a Passover one. And I remember and the Passover one, one. And I saw I wanted I honestly may I watch it, it when I get home. I saw that that was up, but I didn't have time to watch it. But I remember that because yeah. it's like Susie's family, right? It is. Yeah, that's it's so very interesting. That's so cool. Like. What what a cool thing for them to try to like cover all those bases, um, and I almost watched the Passover one too, even though that was like not yeah. really <laughs> applicable here, not seasonal. But I remembered that like once I saw the titles and stuff when I was searching around, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so funny and like <laughs> the meanie of Hanukkah. Yeah. Like that a is a Macca baby's got to do what a Macca baby's got to do. Macca babies. There were there were just like <laughs> there's so many things. really good things there were there specifically with that one it was so many things that were like oh yeah this is what rugrats was like you know what i mean it's just like very uh very representative of what that show was when you're like it's the other thing that you think about like now that i'm an adult and i have this like creator brain Uh like like uh when uh if i were to sit down like to write a christmas special for the rugrats like what are the points that i want to hit you know absolutely that one hits all the good ones i totally agree the only like weird note i had about it was i thought structurally it was odd because it opens um in the like ancient oh yeah you know what I mean? it should close in that it uh does so it? it does okay um but it kind of doesn't it there's like 20 minutes in between where they don't talk about it at all oh it okay. doesn't integrate it very well right and i remembered like Growing up and watching them, them being a little more, like, fluid in terms of the things that they integrated that, like, weren't in uh, in sure. world, so to speak. So yeah. it, it, like, bookends it. But I remembered it being, like, throughout the episode. But it's really not. Maybe because of there's the, like, stage play happening that, I, like, sort of... I think so, too. Like I think they were trying to... It was really... In- like you said, it was interesting to watch it from the adult perspective. Because structurally, I think, you know, it is, and most of these are full-length episodes, Mm -hmm. as opposed to being, like, 12-minute episodes, which is certainly worth talking about. Yeah, that's true. Um, And this one is no, uh, you know, it's uh, like that as well, but it opens with, like, a few minutes of an introduction to, like, how the Jews were, like, prosecuted for continuing yeah. uh, to um, observe so, their faith. Yeah. And then it cuts to all of the family story, like, the actual play mm-hmm. within the show with their grandfather, Boris, and yeah. all of the actual, like, uh, like, you know, making latkes and, like, current Jewish culture. And then at the end, they bookend it by having Boris and the guy who was the, like, villain of the Shlomo. episode. Shlomo. <laughs> telling the story of Hanukkah. Yeah. Via the babies. Right. Like, that's when they go back. Yeah. And it was really interesting because, like, as a, I don't remember that being the structure at all. Mm-hmm. I feel like when I looked back on it, it was all integrated within the story. But yeah. it was very specific how it was, it was, like, a few minutes in the past – a whole chunk of probably like 10 to 15 minutes of like current story and then a chunk in the past again at the end where they actually like tell the story of Hanukkah. It was interesting. Yeah. It was one of those things where like they are, the babies are like behind the scenes at this like adult event. Right. Like one of those types of plots. Right. And then classic. Yeah, exactly. And at the end, like they, they like, 
sort of disrupt everything. Uh huh. Everything goes haywire, but then it's okay. Uh huh. You know. Uh-huh. And then like the the linchpin of that is like there's this emotional revelation that like Boris had a family. Oh right. And like had all had these kids and right. his grandchildren and like Shlomo had Was a business. A good businessman. Yes. And like but really just wanted to have babies and like they had been fighting for years. Because he because Boris thought that Shlomo looked down on him for yeah. having a family and vice versa. But really they both just kind of like envied one another. Yeah. It's it's really, really sweet and when you look at it. There are so many things like that across the board with mm-hmm. these specials oh my god yeah like they do such a great job using sort of like i don't know, just <laughs> making you feel like there's so much more to christmas than than like being a, a kid sure you know, being yes a, a presence like like a lot of things hit home that like you were saying with charlie brown like they they are like well you know, Christmas isn't about about gifts. It's about and shiny giving and blah, blah, blah. Trees, but yeah. then they, they, like, Linus has that seven-minute, like, yeah. passage from the Bible, which is, like, really moving. Uh-huh. I'm, I I didn't grow up religious at all, but, like, every year I, I, try, I like, make a point to watch that scene specifically because mm-hmm. it is very intense. Yeah. But, like, you know, in, in the Nicktoons Christmas specials, like, specifically, like, I'm thinking of the Hey Arnold one, which we can talk about. That's my favorite. Um, yeah. Uh, it's, it's like, really, really moving. Absolutely. Like, I, when I was watching it, I, and I I feel like I've watched it once every few years uh-huh. or so, just because it is one of my favorite, like, holiday specials, yeah. period. I just, I always really liked that show, and I definitely realized when I was going back and watching things that I connected more with the shows that were like closer to reality mm-hmm. even as like mm-hmm. a younger person yeah the ones that portray sort of humans right exactly yeah like watching Rocco's modern life was fun and silly and that holiday special oh also we have to talk about the Rocco special because i have some very interesting thoughts really about it. Yeah, yeah yeah okay let's i guess let's stay on the hang on i wanted to say one thing about the catalog one though before yeah please yeah so, i realized we kind of moved yeah, off of that. the concept of that one is is interesting and uh quick shout out because uh maria bamford is a character in it she, in the catalog voice one? yeah hilarious and she's, i knew I mean, she she's a regular a of, voice on that show i knew she had done a lot of voice work yeah, so um, I was watching and I was like, that's Maria Bamford. Um, Hilarious. But, yeah, because, like, she does stuff on Adventure Time now and, and like, all that's those right. other shows. But I, I was uh, like, I knew I, that voice. I remembered hearing the, when I watched Rugrats, I was like, oh, yeah, that lady's on um, Orange is the New Black now. Wait, what? Uh, oh. The yoga instructor, she was. Uh, uh, Phil and Lil's mom? No. I yoga think instructor. she's one of the babies. Oh, she's the yoga instructor on Orange is the New Black. Oh, I haven't seen Orange is the oh, New okay, Black. Oh, okay, okay, okay. She's, I think... I know Patty Mayonnaise from Doug is on... Maybe Orange it's her. Black. That's who it is. Yeah. That's who it is. Sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. You're right. It is Patty Mayonnaise. Not <laughs> one of the Rugrats. Uh, um, but anyway. Um, cat dog. Yeah, Marie cat Bamford. dog. Right, right, right. Uh, so the concept of the Cat Dog Christmas special is, like, they have these, like, 
very cat doggy traditions. Like they have a, a Christmas tree with two angels on top or two stars, uh, two stars on top. One's like a fish bone. I feel like I remember that really vaguely. Yeah, and like. Um, so they're getting ready to decorate their house for Christmas and, you know, um, I think they're going to go see Santa. Yeah, that's what it is. And cat and like, obviously dog is very enthusiastic and cat is very materialistic. Like he, all right. do- a cat wants like a red sports car, ah. very, very specific. And, uh, dog, I don't remember if he even expresses a desire for anything other than like to have a fun Christmas. Okay. Uh, so they go to the mall to see Santa, and I want to say it's. Do you remember the character of Rancid Rabbit? He was the he was like the sort of villain, but not really villain. Vaguely, yeah. He was just like pops up in every like business type role. Okay, he's like the bad guy. Okay. Um. So he has this niece. Kind of like any reptile in. Um, yeah, almost. <laughs> almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reptile or amphibian? Yeah. Um. <laughs> that's so there's so many weird like even though every character on Rocco is like a different sort of animal like there's an interesting um analogy Grouping. towards yeah. like roles in 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 society uh-huh, uh-huh, um, uh-huh, uh-huh. which i uh, that's part of my uh thoughts on my it. grand uh <laughs> thesis yeah my grand <laughs> thesis on the rock love show. it we'll get there um so yeah so like they run into rancid rabbit at the mall and i can't i like my the details on it are i can't remember exactly how uh-huh. what all happens and i will spare the listeners too, it's really <laughs> not that important yeah the the point is like he's got this little niece named rancy and she sees cat dog and she's like i want that for christmas and so she wants to have cat dog like as a pet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, he like tries to make them an offer to sell themselves. Oh my to gosh! Him. And uh, for whatever the circumstances are, and I can't remember why, they end up going for it. Well, yeah, and I think Cat convinces Dog to do it because they get to play with all of her stuff. Like they get to uh, live in their house, and like they're they are really rich, and like, we get to have all the things. Um, and God, it's just like the idea of selling yourself. Yeah, to, to like th- they really dial up the commercialism yeah, sure, versus sure, sure. like the the the, the loving feeling of Christmas of togetherness. Which wow. is, like, Cat Dog is incapable of feeling anything other than togetherness. Right, Because right, they're right. literally joined at the center. Like, sure. It's just, like, everything is such, is so heightened to this absurdist yes, level. for sure. Yes, that's definitely uh, present in all of this stuff. Um, especially, like I was saying, like, the ones that are more away from being yeah. realistic the, the human characters. Yeah, that are way less real. Um, uh-huh. And, and so, like, in retrospect, like, it, watching it, I wasn't, like, enthused, and I didn't feel, like, really nostalgic. But sure. I was like, this is a really well-done 22-minute cartoon. Sure. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yes. I totally agree. I felt that way about all of them. There's mm-hmm. just some that you can kind of, like, relate to a little more. Yeah. There's some that are incredibly moving, and there's some that are just like, okay, cool. Yeah, good, Moving on. Good, good, <laughs> like, good, good solid dudes. episode of X- Thi- like yes. the wild thornberries is on that collection <laughs> really that I have. and like it's a good episode of the wild thornberries. i feel like i've 
very vaguely remember a holiday special of that too but it does surprise me that that's what mm-hmm. that would exist as it's just like oh a good Good. episode yeah. of this there's gift there's gift giving that wants to occur between the children and the parents and uh and there's an animal that gets saved like uh. and and it, it it interferes with the christmas intentions Classic. but in the end it doesn't matter you know because that's not what it's about yeah and you get tim curry nice <laughs> and flea uh yeah oh my god weird i forgot about that yeah. isn't there like one other pretty big name associated with it too i want to say the actress who did eliza's voice went on to do a lot of other Biggs. things and yeah. i can't remember i vaguely what. remember that i'll have to look it up yeah um that's so funny yeah i feel like wild thornberries was like that and cat dog were both kind of on the cusp of like mm-hmm. when i when yeah it's kind of when you start moving away from mm-hmm. nicktoons it was mm-hmm. the, like the latter not necessarily that like the final batch because no. there were like two or three uh, generations past us that like they were inventing new ones and I was yes. like uh, I don't really care anymore. Yes, even like I was definitely on the tail end of a, a SpongeBob. Yeah, and the, and like Fairly Odd Parents, which started yes. when we were like paying attention to Nickelodeon, but like has continued and I think they it's still, still make, on television. Really? Do they still make new ones? Well, I heard something earlier this year that was like I I think it was off for a while but it had been going very long and then i think i was gonna say if that's still been on that's been like what 15 but years? then they they're they wrote like a new one recently that was huh. it was news you know like on interesting the internet it was like oh they, they made a new failure of parents huh. episode or something like that uh i really liked that was like one of the last one new ones that i like got into yeah it was good i agree and that was another Frederator one like oh. the, the studio that went on to do Bravest Warriors and, and Being Puppycat and cool. all that. And I think that that had something to do probably with why it was on TV for so long and then, like, why it went away if it did That makes sense thematically and, like, uh, um, the way that stylistically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That very, like, um, sort of, f- like, flat, uh, mm-hmm. like, dark line. Mm-hmm. Um, but angular, like... Yes. I'm, there's a word for it in, in art and design, and it's just escaping my mind. But, like, interestingly and not, um, you know, mm-hmm. unesthetically. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think that was one of the fun parts about it for me, because I don't watch that many cartoons anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really was interesting to kind of remember and rediscover the style yeah. changes between all them. Cartoons are definitely having a renaissance right now really like w- like we were talking about like steven, steven universe, universe yeah and, and you Adventure i Time. think you were the first person i had heard talk about that but since then it's come up a, a number of so other times great and and such a such a like force for for good in yes, the world that sure. i remember feeling about the cartoons that i grew up with sort oh, of like cool where things are being presented as the norm but yeah. when you look at them with an adult eye they're like wow they're teaching you some some things that are are big big cool. things about like being okay with the person that you are or like being okay with people who are different than you yeah that's great that's really cool yeah it's it's one of the best shows on television oh yeah I'm, I'm excited to watch more of it i really did like what i saw so far yeah and it's a good little like it's good escape material yeah no it's i mean it's just like you can pop on an episode and like feel something yeah it's very like yes like there it's it's one of those shows that appeals to the um serialization of of cartoons but also like has those one-offs where it's just like this was yeah. fun but I like 
there's a nugget in every episode that like leads into this great canon. Yeah, I, I mean, I only watched like three or four, and I could definitely already see things tying together, which mm-hmm. is cool. But uh, being able to kind of exist on their own. Um, I want to talk about Hey Arnold because I just yeah. think it's so good. <laughs> so good, and like Christmas, one of my favorite things is the sad side of it. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean the comedy we talked about this. Uh, off mic a little too but the comic that he wrote for uh the eight sensible mm. gifts campaign mm-hmm. funny papers this year <laughs> for cards against humanity was so good and so oh, thank you so poignant but like also very representative of your style i i was just really happy to see it Thanks. there and i really enjoyed the comic in general and i really related to it a lot it wow. was great i yeah i haven't heard any other feedback on it really <laughs> i mean like that when i sent me. it i sent it trin emailed me to, to do it and i sent it back to her and she's like this is great and we you know uh, uh, that was in october or I'm whenever sure. so like because they had a long time to get ready for Getting it everything together. and then i sort of like remember that it was happening when they re when they announced started like, to sign up for mm-hmm. the sensible gifts and i signed up and so like i got it in the mail the other day and uh-huh, i opened so it I. up and i was like this is that's so, so cool. cool to see and then also, it's and right, it was on the front page. Yeah, when you fold it open, yeah, it's like, below the fold. And last, I think last night or two nights ago, a friend of mine texted me out of nowhere with a photo of it. Oh, and was like, what? How did this happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it's so cool. Because like, I mean, like knowing we we have the luxury of like knowing people who work at cards, sure. which is like a household name for yes. people our age. Yes. And so like all of my friends who don't know that I done stuff Coordinates. with cards yeah. against mm-hmm. humanity mm-hmm. like when they see that they freak out yeah <laughs> so that's cool. so cool <laughs> and yeah like what a coup but yeah know, right it's, it's not like something i can take this to my high school reunion yeah. and rub it in your face <laughs> yeah yeah and like the other thing is it's not like you got the opportunity to do that through anything except them becoming aware of things that you were doing on your own and yeah. enjoying it. You yeah, know what I mean? it wasn't like I was like, hey, can I? Yeah, they reached out to you to, to be. Really, if you just make work and, like, are a sincere person, eventually, like, things catch up to you. Absolutely and totally co-signed. I had this weird head trip. This is a, a tangent, but mm, I, okay. I, I had a, this weird head trip a few weeks ago about, like, because when you're working in art, this is, I mean, I'm sure it's the same way in comedy and everything where it's, like, you see the people that you wish would pay attention to you. You see <laughs> yeah. the people that you want to be friends with. Yeah. And you, like, it's really hard to not do everything that you do so that you can get to be their friend. Sure. And, like, the important thing to remember is to, like, you need to check yourself and not work for them but work for you. Yes. And eventually they will pay attention to you because so you're a sincere true. person. Like, if you want to be in someone's circle, the only way that you can get there is by working on your own stuff. So true. And staying so, true to so your true. own voice. And, uh, yeah, I just, I think that that's, like, imperative in, in any of these worlds is making sure that you're doing things because you it's true to you and that you like doing it and you have fun doing it. And uh, in both mediums, it seems uh, that, you know, if you continue to do that and work hard at it, yeah, at least in our experience, <laughs> the, the right things kind of yeah. fall into place. Well, and that's the other thing is, like, you, you, there's always room to, like, grow and change and, like, meet new people. Um, 
and I, it, it just uh, anecdotally like it's just so interesting and fun to be friends with comedians and cartoonists yeah. and see how similar those words are cuz it's cool. it's the same it's the same brain it's just different forms of expression that doesn't surprise me um and like you know it's it's sort of it's not necessarily like an introvert extrovert thing cuz mm-hmm. there are there are people there in both are. of those camps who mm-hmm. fall into those categories mm-hmm. but it, it, it i don't know it's just very cool it's yeah. like it's this nice um you get like there are a lot of like we're not so different you and yeah, I. yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i just recently had a couple guys in talking about garfield on the podcast oh yeah actually uh who is the steven Winchell and sean bowers yeah uh i think steven reached out to me on oh cool Facebook. Good. Uh, and we we talked a little bit back and forth. Good, and good, I read good. His comic. That's great. I love his comic. It's so silly yeah. and fun. Um, it's that's like one of the reasons I brought it up is because I want it, like yeah. I love that you guys are <laughs> in contact with one another. It's just so fun, like because he definitely exists. I would say, mm, the, I may be speaking out of turn, but I'd say he kind of exists a little bit more on the like comedy side of that. Um, yeah. Venn diagram, but definitely still like associates with like there are people who do both things too. Mm -hmm. Like I have friends who do comedy and comics, and and comics and comedy. It's just like Mm -hmm. whichever one you kind of like put forward in in terms of how you present yourself. Mm -hmm. That's super cool. Um, So hey Arnold. (laughs) So hey Arnold. (laughs) It definitely has those. You know, melon. I love how. Hey Arnold is like. He's a lot like Charlie Brown in a lot of ways, I think. Yeah. He's he it's like he knows he's like kind of an, a more optimistic Charlie he's, Brown. Yeah, he's a bit more activated. Yes. Yeah, he's a little more active Charlie Brown, but he has those similar like what is this season about? I don't want to like phone this in kind of things. Yeah. Uh Yeah, so the I I wrote down some notes about love it. random stuff while I was watching it <laughs> and just like there's nothing really um nothing really like specific to Harold other than like a few funny things mm-hmm. um but uh like so like the whole premise is that uh for christmas uh, the boarding house that Arnold lives in well that's the other thing that i keep finding in these nicktoon specials and uh, I, I don't know if this could be extended to other Christmas specials or, or just, like, the overall, like, Nickelodeon cartoon aesthetic mm-hmm. at the time was a lot about, like, these misfits and kind of, like, fitting <laughs> them together and, sure. like, making these sort of, like, patchwork families. Like, these families uh-huh. that are very non-traditional. Mm-hmm. And it's it's cool because, like, when we were growing up, we were seeing these non-traditional representations of family mm-hmm. that, like... So for Hey Arnold, like, his family is every eccentric person who lives in this boarding house. Mm-hmm. And so they have this this Christmas And it's kind tradition. of like a, it's like a New York stand-in, right? Or maybe yeah. they say it's New York. That's the thing is, I think you're led to believe that it's New York, but I've seen and heard that it's supposed to be Portland. Really? Which is, I found weird. That I've been to Portland and it doesn't feel like that, but I could, I mean, I could also see like an argument for it. But there was a line in the special where mr quinn says 
um, I ended up here mm-hmm. because I found out this is where my daughter was. Yeah. Like, and he doesn't say. They never say where. What and city I actually it is. wrote that down. And I think it's because they also never say where he's from. Oh, really? That, which is very interesting huh. because, like, so the premise of the special. So it's like they is, purposefully make it uni- a little more yeah, universal. Exactly. They don't want to. And I think, it, I think with Mr. Wynn, I think it's a little bit because they didn't want to politicize it. Sure. Because presumably he escaped the Vietnam War. Exactly. Um, Man, I didn't even recognize that they didn't say yeah, that. They just say, like, and I'm, like, if I did it right now, it would be a very offensive impression. Right. impression. But, like, when I, I hear the lines when in I my head. When I said I came to this country. Yeah, but I hear like, them in Mr. Wynn's voice. I which do, too. is kind of an offensive. But it's not in Hey Arnold. Is context. that voice actor actually Vietnamese? I don't know. And you know what? I'm That would be an I wanna, interesting I want to look up and find out because I would be willing to bet that it was probably an unknown actor cuz they I know for that show a lot of time, a lot of characters they cast were unknowns. Like the kids all were for sure. That doesn't surprise me. Um, I I want to look that up too because I feel like it is good voice work. Yeah, like, it's it, very good. A lot of it was really good, but I totally agree it with you. It doesn't sound tokenized. No. And it doesn't sound like... No, it sounds subtle comedic. and realistic. Yeah. Yes, it definitely doesn't... It's not doesn't, played for comedy at It all. doesn't go for laughs. Yeah. It's just an attempt to create a diverse cast right. in a cartoon show. Right. And I mean... Whereas, like, Miss, like Oscar, Kakashka... Right. Like, very, like, Polishy, yes. like, Slavic <laughs> character... Yeah, yeah. ...is funny. But he's also funny because, like, that... The way his accent is used is for comedy. Uh, and I was going to say, I don't think that the comedy they create around Oscar is purposefully like, oh, look at this fucking Polish guy. You know what it I mean? It's like, kind of offensively construed if that's like a, like a, a yeah, stinginess stereotype. Yeah. And um, like you keep the money. Right. And the um, like the idea that he wanted everyone to get him gifts. That like, was I wrote. I think I wrote down like Oscars up to his old tricks or yeah. something like that. Like, oh, Mr. And, like, yeah, they definitely check in with everyone in a very efficient way. Yeah, like they do. grandma plays Grandma's like playing Yankee, Yankee Doodle, Doodle Dandy, Dandy. Yeah. <laughs> which is like they, that's the thing is like you need to address each character in the holiday scenario. When I watched for a good holiday special. I totally agree with you. And when I watched that episode, I thought about it in terms of it being standalone. Yeah. Like, I yeah. feel like you could watch that special having known nothing about Hey Arnold you and could. get a sense of what every character is like. Yeah, you really could. Because Gerald's like, I bought her a tie. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I I love that so Such much. Such a good bit. It's like, she's seven. Like, yeah, like Gerald, uh, Gerald buys his entire family ties <laughs> for Christmas, which is like, there's a scene where Arnold and Gerald are like trying to go to the mall to buy like, presents. Yeah. And Arnold's he's like, like, I have to find something for Mr. Wynn. Yeah. I don't know what to get him. Just buy him a tie. Yeah. <laughs> and Hilarious. He, he buys a tie for his like seven-year-old sister. And then Arnold's like, maybe, uh, maybe I can take it back and get her a toy. Yeah. <laughs> There's uh there's some really Can funny... we go to the mall? I gotta take back your Christmas present. Yeah. <laughs> and they you yeah, because then he bought Arnold a tie too. That's so funny. It's that's such really, a good fit. It's such a good joke. Yeah. And it forwards the story because exactly. that's how Arnold explains to the audience that Christmas presents should be from the heart and not yeah. just a thing. And man, that scene where I mean, it's it's so crazy that you really only get two scenes to lead up or 
like you get one scene to set up and one scene to pay off the whole storyline of him finding Mr. Wynn's daughter. Right. You get the like Arnold going to visit Mr. Wynn and trying to figure out what would be a good gift for him. He tells him the story of, like you said, which the story itself is like is intense to heartbreaking he d- he describes so the way they said it like they're they're at the family I, so if you have his like yeah go watch it right these, now <laughs> of all of these like there's some really good fun stuff in all of them but i truly think if you haven't seen the hair on a christmas special it just holds up as a really yeah. really solid holiday special yeah. They, they they take you. It to makes me cry every fucking time. His village, like yeah. they, he's like there was fighting in my country, and it was in like the in the north, and like they were, like people are burning down his village, and he's escaping on this hell. It's like super dramatic. Helicopters come. Yeah, and like he has to hand his daughter to like, the U.S. Army. We tried to get on, <laughs> but there was only room for one, and I had to make a decision, and I decided to give him my daughter. Yeah, and the, her name is Mai, which is like, uh, ugh, come yeah. on, like it's just like heavy-handed, but like okay, I'm fine, I'm still, on board, like still. Um. Yeah, and so, uh, <laughs> yeah. And then seeing the way, like, the way that they write Helga into that. Yeah, that's right. Traditionally such a selfish character, and she really wants to get something for Arnold to, like, impress him. And she ends up having to be selfless yeah. to help him. And the way that they just, like, tie it up as, like, that's how Christmas miracles work. You just, like, don't know the mystery behind it. There's a lot of, in these specials in general, like, one character being incredibly selfless. Yeah. And, and that's, like, the best thing about Christmas specials in general. Totally. Like, like, like Christmas, uh, just, you know, giving of yourself without asking in return. And even in that situation, like, she, I thought it was so, God, I'm getting chills thinking about it. Yeah. I just think it's so good. She does it without any expectation that Arnold will ever know that she did. Yeah. Yeah. And what a good Which is kind of uncharacteristic lesson. of Helga. It is. Well, actually, maybe it isn't. There's I'm just definitely, thinking. I'm there's just a thinking lot of, like, secret admirer type things. Yeah. And she, she, she does oftentimes do things where, like, she's okay not being seen this. as, like, this arbiter of whatever happens in Arnold's life. Sure. Um, but still, it's so good. Yeah, she no, just like in general, because she gets Arnold. she gets what she wants for Christmas, right. and then gives the, gives it away. And that is so. And you see her character do that. She's like, "Oh man, this is all I wanted, but it's also the only thing that can make Arnold happy." Yeah, it's, and she helps Mister Wynn yes. through Arnold. Yes, and like Arnold's happiness is not derived on getting anything; it's on this complex giving situation. Exactly, and that's what makes it like it's like a more complex magi kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, it's I mean? like a it's like a <laughs> try. What's a what's like a, a triple? Like yeah, a cubed ma- <laughs> right, magi right, right. cubed. The I don't three, know. Uh, three wise men. Uh, but yeah, she she gives of herself she gives to up help her Nancy Arnold Spumoni help. Snow boots. Ghost <laughs> Yeah, ghost Bumoni. That's I couldn't like. I will take that sound to my grave. Ghost I will never Bumoni. not have that ghost in my head. Ghost I know. <laughs> Same. Oh. Did you have any other thought? I feel like there's I, one. There's one thing that I want to point out that's. I think is is fun. Um, th- so uh, if you are paying attention while you're watching, 
the department store they go to. Did you happen to catch the name of it? No. Budnicks. No way. Holy shit. Yeah. Love it. But it has it's spelled differently than my name because uh-huh. it's not anything to do with my name. Right. But that's weird because how I don't know any other Budnicks. That's other funny. than my family. But it's um there was a background painter on the staff of the show who was Alfred Budnick. That's with so it's funny. B U D N I C K. I was gonna guess it was C K. Yeah. And so he painted the background to and say that the, his, yeah his and that's i remember so cool. when i caught that i was like what is that's happening? so funny and then i looked at the credits yeah cool yeah it's very weird that's so funny just another fun fact yeah um, um the hero makes me the happiest yeah i was like kind of half paying attention and half not i was like cooking dinner and watching it and like it felt familiar and um, yeah, that's the other thing is when I was rewatching some of these recently, like I wasn't even looking at the yeah. screen a lot of the time. And then I was like, man, I might not get like as emotional as I usually do with this ep. And then it's still just they really got me <laughs> as soon as mine comes back at the end. I was just like, crying. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. just a crying. And he's like alone by the fire. I know. And Arnold feels so devastated. He's like, no, it's fine. It's yeah, fine. <laughs> I love I love the part where they, this is just another funny thing, when they go to his uh, uh, his room to, like, figure out what he wants for Christmas, and they're asking, like, maybe he'll want a sweater, and yes. he's like, I have so many sweaters. I have so many sweaters. And Arnold's like, God. <laughs> and he, like, the shows them a closet so full of sweaters. And it's like a yellow one and a red one. Uh, and you only sweaters. ever see him in this, I don't know, it's I cartoons. Know. Great. Yeah. It's great stuff. Know. Oh, um, there's also in the Hey Arnold, uh, special, there's really, really good backing music. Uh-huh. Hey Arnold has really good music in general. It's, uh, it's like very funky, like instrumental jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a good, there's a really cool, like, um, mixing together of Good King Wenseless and, um, I don't remember what the other one I wrote down was, but like they like s- they essentially mash two like classic Christmas okay. carols together into this just like like the Hey Arnold sort of like I, I motif. Think, I think there were just so many good like tasteful things. Like oh yeah, I, I just think it's such a solid cartoon <laughs> aesthetically. From like like everything about it is great. The writing is great. Like the really well cartooning style is really fun all the characters are very like fully realized Mm -hmm. and silly but also real and cool gerald's hat is hilarious yes his his hair is tall so he has to wear he wears this like stocking cap but it's the entire length of his hair Mm -hmm. that's funny Mm -hmm. like and you don't even need to address it it's just funny hilarious uh, they're making a hero movie, I think. That's what I heard. They're gonna do the the um, where did his parents disappear to in the really? jungle? Really? Yeah. Interesting. They made a movie in the nineties. I feel like I remember an that. old one about like this guy was gonna demolish the boarding house. Yes. And they had to save the neighborhood. Yes. And Arnold Classic. and Helga end up kissing. I think she re- reveals that she's like her feelings. Like feelings yeah. I, feel I don't like remember, I remember how that. the re- that gets resolved though. I don't either. Oh. I feel like she turns cheek again and is like, just kidding, Arnold. Probably, like punches yeah. Him or something. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So aggressive. Uh, the other, like, okay, so the other quick thing, there's, like, this whole idea of, like, 
traditions and like why do we celebrate traditions like mm-hmm. in in like in general in in the um the Nicktoons Christmas specials mm-hmm. and uh the other things that I was thinking about was like um the there's the cat dog thing obviously like they have these traditions and like what is the most important like why do we do traditions is because they make us feel like a family sure and like because they make us feel like we're part of a thing and I watched the Rocket Power Christmas special and this is very much the same really yeah and it has to do with like Reggie and Otto are are like they want to do their own thing for Christmas. They want to like have fun, but their dad wants them to like be together and like they they have like cr- Christmas Doesn't specials he that they watch. Doesn't understand that they're writers on a mission? <laughs> yeah, right. On a, I can't remember. The we theme are song. I can hear it. On a mission. Action, Action kids, kids and buds. Mission. <laughs> <laughs> there's a drum break and do, 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 a do, do, scratch. Yeah. What are like? I feel like that was the peak of like yeah, radical in yep. the like. Yeah, the this is when like Tony late, Hawk Pro Skater became a little yes. too intolerant or it, like intolerable. Is what yes, I meant to say. Uh, yes, it was on those same lines. Though. Yeah, when Baja culture infiltrated <laughs> the Midwest <laughs> <laughs> and people were shopping at Suncoast all the time. <laughs> yeah, what so a like, weird part of the like late nineties, early two thousands. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Uh, but yeah, so like their dad has all these traditions that he wants to do with them. And like, by the end of the episode, it becomes abundantly clear that like, it's because like their mom is dead. Oh, I remember that. He just wants to keep the family together. Yes. And like, they realize it. And it's like, yes, the tradition. Reggie and Otto. Yeah. And I just made the note that like, it's, it's like the traditions might be stupid, but like practicing them is more important. Sure. To some people. And like yes. it, like when I think about my family and like mm-hmm. what we do every holiday, like we we do the same things every year and like mm-hmm. we we like do them in the same way and the same order and like the older I get the less I feel interested in doing them and like sure. the more ready I am for things to be different. Sure. But like I I also see like like my grandma like it's very important for her that we do it in this way, you mm-hmm. know, like, because that's just what Christmas is, you know? Sure. So, yeah. <laughs> I think it especially, I think Christmas gets weird as you get older, especially if there aren't any, like, kids around, because, like, what are we, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have, like, Christmas, tra- you start developing Christmas traditions, like, with your friends and stuff like that. Which are more fun at this age, too. I think like, so, too. Like, Friendsgiving and stuff, which I've, I've right. never had, like, a Friendsgiving, because uh. my family's all in the city, so I just uh, end up going home. Oh, yes. And right. so I'm not, like, an orphan I know. On, on Christmas or I whatever. know what you mean, and I've always gone home for things like that, too, so I don't really have the only thing. I've done, like, a weekend before Yeah, thing. people do it, like, the week before or whatever. Mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm. But, yeah, I haven't had any of those traditional, like like orphan Thanksgiving yeah. type things or orphan Christmas. There's, I also like, I, I've always like, we were talking about the melancholy aspect of the holidays. And like, I like the idea of being like having nowhere to go kind of. Yeah. I mean, it, it, on paper, it sounds nice. Like it sounds satisfying to be like quietly, like by yourself. Yeah. I can imagine that being like, and everything kind of being calm in terms of like not having responsibilities or obligations mm-hmm. and uh, everything kind of being shut down and and that following through with yeah. you. Like I agree with you. Yeah, as long as you have like a home to go to and like like some place warm. Yeah, like, 
it's kind of nice to think like, well, you know, <laughs> at least I got this or whatever. I agree. Uh, so you had some thoughts on the yeah yeah. I we have to address this before we we close. Uh, so um, yeah, I uh, the Rocco Christmas special <laughs> is great and Solid. like fast paced yes but like really when i was well watching done. it i was like man i forgot that this was they all pack a lot one episode yeah yeah and i i and i did and like, that alternative to what i said about the rugrats one i think that one's structured very well like it's very efficient oh the the Rocco one yes yeah yes like i think they they hit all of these marks really like succinctly yeah. They do that thing where they check in with every character, right? Yes, and 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 it like I, I I think that was when I was watching that one is when I noticed that whole idea of like you have to see what everyone's doing for how Christmas everyone or for whatever holiday. treats this yeah situation. That's really funny. You're yeah. so right. Yeah, which is like so Rocco is not from here, mm-hmm. right? Like, what is his situation? What on an Christmas? interesting, yeah, like tie-in. Yeah, to and see that that character is like trying to call his family in yeah. Australia. Hilarious. And he just can't for some reason. Yeah, I don't like, remember can't why. Get through to them. I don't think <laughs> they ever like, really explain it. Yeah. Um. And so, like, he's like, okay, well, maybe we'll just have some friends over. Like, he just wants to have Heifer and Filbert over mm-hmm. for like. They're just going to, like, have Christmas dinner. Mm-hmm. And so he calls Heifer's house. Mm-hmm. Oh, he also wants it to snow. That's, like, a very yes. important part. And there's yeah. a family moving in next door. Right. Um, so he wants it to snow. And so he, like, calls Heifer's family. And Heifer's mom picks up. There's also that interesting thing. And this is another, just, like, speaking to Racco in general. Like, his family is are wolves. And he's a, he's a cow. Yeah. He's a steer. I think there is an episode where they there explain is. that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's it's um it's essentially guess who's coming to dinner. <laughs> it's, like, he brings Racco home. Yes. To visit for dinner. And, like, they want to eat him. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Which is weird because, like, they should be wanting to eat Heifer, right? Like, yes. on paper again. Um, yes. <laughs> I don't know. There's there's some cool stuff that Rocco does in that respect. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so, like, then things get out of hand because his family finds out that, and they think it's a party. So they call, and they do that telephone tree thing uh-huh. really well, which uh-huh. I love that. I totally Like, agree. anytime you can get all the characters on the screen mm-hmm. in, like, a grid or, like, they do it, like, laterally on, on the Rocco thing. But, like, that's such a fun trope. And all the, yeah, all of the art is in there. Each, like you said, it's a really efficient way to check in All the in weirdos with every character. in that universe. Mm-hmm. There's uh, Gordon the, the foot. foot. Yeah. <laughs> And he's got a telephone uh, that is uh, on a plywood stick or something. on a yeah. stick. Yeah. It's a cutout of a telephone on a piece <laughs> of wood. And the way that they bring that back, where they check back in with everyone, once um, Filbert, it, like, they call, Mr. Oh, yeah, they, they, Mr. Bighead. This, this plays into my, my grand thesis. Okay. Uh, Please. Which, so, like, they, they're, um, this gets out of hand. Everyone gets invited to Rocco's house for this party and he's like okay well since Rocco is incapable of saying no to anything ever because he's just such a nice guy <laughs> he's like fine I guess we'll just yeah, have a lot of people over it was very like there's so many sim- so many similarities between like Rocco as a um 
uh, protagonist, Arnold as a protagonist, like and Doug, Doug as a protagonist, just like general nice white yes. characters. Yes, like, so tr- um, I mean, even Charlie Brown, if you yeah, want to take it, it's that's back like your your everyman, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's why that those characters work as the linchpin of all this chaos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's a really good way to put it. Is they're just like cartoon nice guy everyman. Yeah, and um, yeah, and so so Rocco is like. We're going to have everybody over. It's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he meets his neighbors because he's like, maybe we'll invite them. Mm-hmm. And his neighbors turn out to be elves mm-hmm. from the North Pole mm-hmm. who have decided to move to O-Town mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And you get this story that um, – and this is just like – this is maybe me reading too much into it. <laughs> I love it. But so the elves are like this, this group of – they're all – I think they're all male identified in in this sort of world, but like I, think I mean so. they they don't really address it, but like there's like that really this really funny thing where they go down all of their names and they're all like, <laughs> mango. like tools yeah. and then one of them is yeah, mango. It's like, Drill bit. Yeah. Screwdriver. Pliers. Pliers. <laughs> one of them is pliers, which is too funny. Hilarious. Like, pliers, that was such, a, such a funny bit. And they all had their name written on their On their butt. butt. Yeah. yeah. Rocco was so silly mm-hmm. for things like that. Yeah. And, and then uh, it's like, I was feeling fruity when I yeah. did. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and the idea that they all came from this, like, Papa Smurf elf. Yes. Um, and then Mitch, who is a three-legged elf, mm-hmm. which, like, when you consider the sexual context of every Rocco episode, like <laughs> I am uh, incapable uh, of doing, like, uh, his third leg is obviously his dick, pee-pee, right? Like, yes, <laughs> never thought about and it. And he's got this, like, Freddie Mercury mustache. Like he's so, very it's this very sexualized to be thing, that. and he's the last elf who could make it snow because apparently elves can make it snow. So that's why it has snowed in Otah. He's very virulent. Yeah, exactly. And uh, man, <laughs> exploring. Well, and then the sexual and, and then Ed Bighead, yes. who has not been invited to this party, so he thinks. So he thinks. Uh, finds out that there are going to be elves there, and he's he's salty because he he. Like, like the big heads as as you follow my line of logic on this. The big heads as this character, these characters in 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 the Rocco universe are the the like the neighbors next door, right? Who are always looking over their fence to mm-hmm. be like, what's going on over there with these mm-hmm. weirdos? Mm-hmm. Uh, and but then like they have this very closeted, freaky life. Like whenever you see uh, Bev, she's like. She's in the mood oh, and like, Ed. <laughs> oh, Ed. yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So like, they have this like interior life, but yeah. they're judging constantly. Yeah, big and heads, so, bigots. so exactly. Holy shit! I know. I just thought of it. It it works so well. They are. They're uh, totally like that. Can't be unintentional. No, not at all. That show's too smart for that. And so, 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 so Ed spreads this rumor that the elves are infected with foot fungus. Yeah. Which is like if you're thinking of them in terms of being this like metaphor for like homosexuality. Oh. Th- this is the AIDS virus. Oh my god. And he calls everyone in town. I mean, it's definitely like totally an intolerance. Yeah, uh, you know, it's parable. just this idea of like this. But like, I didn't even think about it as like specifically 
a homosexual one, but like, uh, well, I was not far like, off. I was reading far too much into it. <laughs> Adults watching cartoons. Yeah, and I was sexualizing it because, like, for se- like Rocco is the more sexual of all of these things, right? Uh, like there's yes. that episode where he's a phone sex In terms of it's cartoons, yes. Famous to anyone I mean, who is relevant on the internet right the now. Future. Just knows. Yeah. 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 yeah like, exactly. There's so many. Chokey Chicken ser- is the name of the restaurant. That's like, right. There are so many. I mean, that and like Ren and Stimpy had weird gross out sexual things too, but Rocco was like more geared towards Ren and kids. Stimpy's Christmas episode is about Stimpy farting. Really? It's called Son of Stimpy. It's a it's Christmas episode only in the sense that it takes place at Christmas. He has his first fart, and he raises it like a child, and it runs away, and he goes and finds it, and Ren finds him out in the snow and brings him back into the fire. Like, yeah. it's, it's, I mean, it's dumb, and it's Ren and Stimpy. Like I said, I've always related more to the like ones that are closer to realistic, yeah. so I was never much of a Ren It doesn't Stimpy move person. you, but it's a good Ren and Stimpy episode. Sure, 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 sure. Um, it's heartwarming when you consider the relationship between Ren and Stimpy. Sure. Um, which is also hypersexualized. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so Ed calls all the people in town and is like, did you hear there are going to be elves at the party? Mm-hmm. And they all freak out because they don't want to catch this foot fungus. Mm-hmm. And so they all mm-hmm. say that they're not going to show up. And then um, like what, ha- what ends up happening is Rocco's been followed by this tiny elf the entire episode. Mm-hmm. And the elf like wants Rocco to have a good Christmas and ends up being able to make it snow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it snows and everyone sees that elves are not pretty weirdos. Yeah. And uh, then they all apologize mm-hmm. and like they apologize for spreading rumors and they all like hang out. Hang and then Ed the receives his invitation, which has been apparently sent to like several different countries because it's got all the stickers on the envelope. That's right. And uh Rocco's parents finally call. Yeah. <laughs> it it wraps up really quick. Very in much. In like kind of a slapdash way. But, but it's at like that you point, said, you they have a lot anymore. to set up. Yeah. And because they set it up well, you don't care. Yeah. With the payoff. Yeah. But yeah, so I had this like very like. That's hilarious. This sort of reckoning with the meaning behind it. I I mean, I think that's fair. I think it was like, it, it was a more adult cartoon and I was like, I was also looking cartoon. up all of the the like context, like for the years that these all came out, and that one came out in '94. Wow, so it was like pretty early. Yeah, it was. And and like like, you could probably rationalize that they were like dealing with a lot of the like the world shrinking, like yeah, like xenophobic. Yeah, uh, yeah, thoughts. yeah. It was definitely um, probably like. Yeah. Mhm. 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 The '90s were a weird time. Mhm. Uh, and definitely watching these was like kind of an effect of that. That's what I think plays towards. Like in the '90s, things were a lot more about like I wrote down something very specific, like the idea of like that's what Christmas is all about. Mm-hmm. Like we wanted, we had that established by Charlie Brown, and like. We needed to, like, hit it home harder. See a modern version of that. Yeah, because we had just come through the 80s, and things were, like, very commercial in the 80s. Right, yeah. And, mm. and like, the 90s, like, our our economy was, was starting to recover or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, um, we – or I, I don't know if it was recovering or not. I don't, uh, know. I don't, <laughs> know, I don't know about the economy in the 90s. 
I think it's um, fine. But I know that I know that like culturally we were like s- trying to deal with the fallout of the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and it, like it was drugs. on the cusp of a lo- yes, that's true. It was on the cusp of more technology and everything yeah. too. Um, it's kind of like a pre-boom of that. Yeah. Early, early internet age type thought processes. Yeah. Um, I think like good values were being sort of re-emitted like into the world, like uh, the idea that what you're creating feeds into the values, and uh, it's not just like a producing things for the sake of mm-hmm. being produced. Yeah. It, there was definitely a feel of that. Um, I was going to bring up Doug. Were there any others that you would No, Doug's the only one that's hanging over our head that we definitely need to talk about. I think so, too. It's the only other one that I, like, jotted down, I but I don't know about yours. So, list. on the... Well, on the... In this thing, which, if you can find it on iTunes, I don't remember what it's called, but search it out, because it's got the cat dog one. It's got a later Fairly Odd Parents one that is not as good as the original one I remember seeing, mm-hmm. which I couldn't find. I, Interesting. But, um... That they did more than one. Yeah, they've... Uh, they prob- All of these have had at least two... Well, I mean, like, not like Rocco and... and, and uh, well, Doug had one. One, and then it became a Disney property, yeah, and, they and they did the later game one. Yeah. There's a, there's a Chalk Zone one that's, like, fine whatever <laughs> but like that one was released in 2004 like yeah and that seems so weird yeah um there's an as told by ginger one that's I, very good i remember that one and i almost watched that one because i really liked that show yeah. because again it's more realistic than a lot of the others i think as told by ginger is as close to hey arnold as any show mm-hmm. gets and i like it because it's a and it's protagonist. it really holds up like in terms of a uh, a good like message to children mm. and like female-led show like every every principal character on that show apart from carl mm-hmm. and hoodsy are and darren i guess but like all the all the more important characters like relationships between females like for a cartoon show, that show is solid and great. That's I that doesn't surprise me to hear you say that it holds up because I remember it was another one of those shows that was like on the latter end of uh you know my sorta the the holiday special was two thousand one and I don't really know what season that was. Um but like that show did end up I going remember. very long. Yeah, that doesn't surprise like me. Six seasons. I think I only caught the first like one or two. Yeah. Uh yeah, because I mean, in '01, I would have been like 13. Mm-hmm. Like I, um, yeah. And I remember watching the Christmas special at some point, but I don't really remember what it was about. The concept is that uh, uh, Ginger finds out that they are half Jewish, really, and so wants to have Hanukkah uh, and mm-hmm. and Christmas. Yeah, she like it. It it ends up being an even Stephen Christmas, which I think is the name of the um the special. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, and then also, like, um, their father is in the episode, too. Oh. Which is interesting, because they're, they're from a divorced family. I remember that being part of the, the setup. But, I mean, it's definitely pertinent. Like, you look at this list, and it's, like, a bunch of male protagonist mm-hmm. shows. And just because they're animated doesn't mean that's not important, as far as I'm right. concerned. Yeah. I mean, the main character on literally all of these, except for... You know, yeah, every every cartoon. Well, yeah, that's the other thing is like Wild Thornberries was, and that was, also was really nice because it was a non-traditional home and it was all like a, a, a way more female. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just trying to think of a word. Um, uh, 
misandry uh, would be that's that's the that's misogyny but but lady version right <laughs> well i can't think of the name that i'm th- the word that i'm thinking of the know. positive word sure thinking of. like feminist yeah feminist but it wasn't like yeah i suppose <laughs> Um, that's all right. But I agree. Yeah, I mean, it was it was funny, like, writing all these down in one place. I was like, oh, this is kind of a bummer, but... Yeah, it is. It seems to be it sucks that It sucks that all even, white bread central characters have to be dudes. Even... White dudes. Even in the animation world. Yeah. yeah it's, it's kind of frustrating. But well, that's why Rugrats Kwanzaa is important, too. And I, I think that's true. Uh, I and I also think that's one of the reasons why the Hey Arnold story is really important to me too. Is yeah, it's like this is someone else's experience and not just like this one person. Yeah, yeah. Arnold isn't isn't necessarily as important to that story as every other person around him, mm-hmm. um, which are all characters of different races and gender. Mm-hmm. I I just love that show. So good. Um, Doug, Doug, yeah, poor chap. Workshop. So this is like this weird uh, amalgamation of like uh, It's a Wonderful Life and like Miracle on 34th Street. Like uh-huh. the idea that like there's a court case on Christmas and like oh, yeah, the there stakes are, like, are really direct high. Quotes I think from the, well, there are some some direct references to Wonderful Life for sure. Yes, at the end. Yes, um, but. So, like, the concept, if you haven't seen it, is, like, Porkchop, which is Doug Dog, um, is accused of attacking B.B. Bluff, who is the daughter of, uh, I can't remember his first name, Bluff. Me neither. Um... It's, like, the richest man Mr. in town. Mr. Bluff. Bluffington. Yeah, yeah Bluffington is the name of the place the where the they town. live. So, yeah. he's, like, tall, big man on campus. Yeah, um... So they're like out skating on this frozen pond playing hockey with a pine cone, which is very like like nineteen forties. Like, yeah. Like yeah, this, I didn't even this, think of this that. Special was made in ninety something? Ninety three. I was gonna say probably earlier. But like I when I was a kid I didn't play hockey on a frozen lake with a pine cone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I didn't even do that in the I street. mean that whole it's so funny. I didn't even think when you said that there were It's a Wonderful Life tie-in, but that's literally what happens at the beginning. Yeah, like that's right. George Bailey. Yeah, his brother loses. falls in the ice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he falls mm-hmm. through the ice because he's saving his brother and he mm-hmm. loses his hearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's another one that even though I disagree with, with the character of George Bailey as a like white male like uh, 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 patriarch. Matriarchy is the word I was trying oh, to think of. Matriarchy. Wild Thornberries is a matriarchy. Is a matriarchy. Because, sure, sure, sure. because and obviously Nigel so is, is a hapless idiot. That's and, really and, funny. And, and the mother yeah, in that he's certainly show. made out to be buffoonish. Yeah, he is a buffoon. And, and, and Asshole by Ginger is, yeah. is literally a matriarchy. Yeah, and Lois is is like so such a good character. There we go. So funny and there such like a go. yes, good. I'm glad <laughs> I was able to save that. That happens to me sometimes in the podcast too, where I'm just like. Get stumped on something, and I'm like, God. And then you and feel then like less intelligent and yeah. like you come off worse <laughs> to the listeners. Because, like, 
the, I wasn't searching for the word feminist. Yeah. It just wasn't applicable for what I was thinking. Right. About. Yeah. It is a specific, but I totally do that too. Especially when you're in this environment and like you're. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 You're trying to free associate. Exactly. That's really <laughs> funny. Yeah. So, um, like I do disagree with George Bailey as like the patriarch because like he's, He's sort of like abuses his family at He's certain a points. Harsh, yeah. It's one of those things where like mean to don't talk to dad tonight. Uh, yeah, like, you had a bad yeah. day at work. Yeah, which is how my father grew up, like responding to his father. But like when I was a kid, like uh, that's not how things were, you know. Mm-hmm. But like that's the generational thing. Sure. Yeah. That yeah. we have been working to correct. Uh, yeah. And yeah, it, it's, it's good to know that we're working towards a place where it's not just like accepted that like the patriarch can just like treat whoever, just however be he shitty wants. because he yeah. had a bad day. Fuck that shit. Like, <laughs> We all had bad days, yeah. just in different ways. You don't need to. You don't need to shake your kid. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's really funny. Yeah. That's <laughs> but like, I do make a point to watch that every year because I love how sad it makes me. At the, the Doug end, uh, well, oh, oh, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful life. life. Oh, yeah. By the yeah. end of that episode, I'm all, or that movie, I'm always like weepy. For sure, so true. Like I totally agree with everything that you're saying. Like there's some really dated shit in that, and there's some things that are just like, come on, but. By the end, it's like, damn, yeah, no man is a failure who has friends. Yeah, you know? yeah like, that's <laughs> essentially, essentially, it doesn't matter, like, what gender or race you are. Like, as long as you uh, have some people in your life who, like, want to help you out if you're, yeah. if you're in a bad spot. Like, yeah, there's also, I've heard in recent years, like, um, uh, the fact that, like... <laughs> Pottersville like doesn't seem all bad in no, a lot of ways. Like, it <laughs> it's a suburban development, like, right? 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 It's, it exists. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, it's just like it's, it's a, a weird like commentary on something that isn't necessarily like a terrible. Place. Yeah, it's portrayed as more of a slum because he's a bad like landlord, Certainly. right? Like he 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 isn't gonna like fix their houses and he's like raising their rents and stuff like he controls all of that which is why it's a bad place which to is live. why it's supposed to be seen as negative yeah yes um sure. but like it, it is a reality in our in in our lives and, right. and has been for several years right like like sub developments and things like that right 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 it's definitely uh, a different world <laughs> that's funny yeah but so anyway doug uh-huh. um like Porkchop is like accused of being like a uh, like monster. Because yeah, because he bites BB when they're on the lake, and he's trying to save her. Yeah, it comes out by the end of the episode that he was trying to pull her away from this like cracked spot in the lake, so she would have fallen through. Uh huh. And n- he's a dog, so he can't say that, right? <laughs> right. Like, and so like he gets put and in the pound. Also, like a weird commentary on like the legal system. Yes, and like and uh, like public. What's yeah. the word I'm looking for? Uh, public law, public defenders? No, public court of yeah, court of the public, court of the people's people. court. <laughs> it's gonna be no, one of those I was, things I come back around. I to. was just thinking about like like the only reason that like they didn't give Porkchop a fair trial at all because he is a dog, mm-hmm. and like so essentially he represents a, a portion of the population who is disenfranchised because he doesn't have the way a the articulation yeah <laughs> he can't he can't why aren't there dogs on the jury right he can't be articulate Court of public opinion yes is the phrase i was looking for yes i knew it would come to yes me. because you're right 
Yes. Because everyone around him is like, well, he's obviously guilty because he attacked this little girl. You know what I mean? And that's, and that's like, you know, his reputation is because he's a dog. And so, like, that's what dogs do. But, like, yeah. pork chop, yeah. but pork chop is not yeah. your average dog. Like, that is so it's strange. so relevant that in 2015. So it's so fucking relevant. I didn't relevant. even think about it like that. Like, that is this so stereotyping funny. of a subset of the population. It's the court of public opinion. Yeah, Everyone, it's just like, we, dogs, all dogs are bad because they're, 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 they bite. Menaces the society. Yeah. They bite and they, but you pork can't chop ever is trust the chillest them dog. They can do everything right and then they do. And then they do one fucking funny. thing. It's like internet shaming before it was yeah. a thing. Yeah. It's just, I, like, I was, I watched that one and the rock one and maybe this is why I got so, like, on this weird, like. Political. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, correlation to, sure. to society. Like. I like both of those comparisons. Though. It's so interesting when you consider the context that you're watching it in in 2015, because like there there's this whole like trial thing where like they there's even like a dramatization where they use this actress for B to in sta- in place That's of BB right. and they use a dog a- actor in place of Porkchop, right. but it's like this rabid dog that's like literally foaming at the yes. mouth. Yes. And like pork it's chop like is cops a sense, or something. Yeah, it is. And and just like the way that the media is used to uh-huh. portray uh-huh. like Man. court tr- procedures. So true. <laughs> so go home and watch it right now. Like That's like people one. who are listening to this. It's so I did not even think it about just, it in that term. It, in that scope. it fucks me up how like nothing is ever. Like, there are no new ideas, but in the sense that, like, we are, as a culture, repeating uh-huh. the same mistakes over and over <laughs> and over again. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I laugh, but it's because <laughs> there's just so much truth to it. That's so funny. It's shockingly, yeah. shockingly relevant. And the only, yeah, yeah, Doug has to, like, prove that to yeah. everyone that he didn't do wrong for and, them to actually believe. It. And, like, he drags everyone out onto the lake. Uh-huh. And, and like, and she actually falls in, right? She's, yeah, she does. Yeah, because she, she they're like, what happened? She's like, well, I, I was, was standing over here, here yeah. and, and somebody, I think Porkchop, Doug, or somebody's like, no, here's the pine cone. Oh, it's like, Patty, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the pine cone from where, when we were playing. Playing, yeah. And, um, so she like walks over to it. And Which she's like, okay, she I guess I was over here. And then pork chop starts to lose your shit again because he yeah, knows because animals always know. Yeah. Uh, so and then funny. she's about to fall through the ice and she falls through the ice and like he ends up saving her. And that's literally the only thing that proves his yeah. innocence is because that like this entire town sees him perform this valiant act. Whereas like, what if that and then hadn't he becomes happened? a hero? Yeah, and, and then, then he's a hero. And this is like, oh my god. That was like the hardest part of it for yeah. me to swallow was like, oh, okay. So once they see it for themselves, Such they're just fair lauding him. Even though before he was like muzzled and yeah. chained. Yeah, and like maybe it was going to be like put to death. Yeah, they. Sh- the fact that they. I mean, that's they also, show a gas chamber. That's also style very thing. like, um, uh, uh, like christmas carol yeah they show like yeah they show when doug got 
Porkchop, like Christmas Pass, and then like the year before. Oh my God, you're right. Remember? There is that little Christmas Carol montage. Christmas type Carol, thing. Yeah. totally. Like last year, oh, Porkchop got me this journal. That gives me chills right there. Me too. Me too. And then like, what about this year? And he like, they show a shot of him looking at Porkchop's grave. <laughs> His grave. His fucking grave. That is so dark. <gasps> it's really dark. It That's is the so darkest one out of all of these. Is is Doug? Yeah. Uh, even though like it reaches a nice conclusion, uh-huh. it's still this very the like of yeah. it. And he like at one point he just like cries yeah. because he thinks they're gonna like put his dog to sleep. That's yeah. so sad. Yeah. And talk about using music to yeah. like, really drive home this emotional point. Like for sure, the, this the score of that scene uh. is like because all of the sound effects in Doug are done by mouth mm-hmm. they're all vocal yeah like everything was done and, and i can't remember the name of the actor or um the vocalist who Voice did it performer yeah um but they they had that reunion a few years ago when they did like oh, cool. the, the that book that came out it was like a tell-all about the early days of nickelodeon oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Um, slime yeah slimed i, I thought that was what, was it, was what it was um yeah, but so they they did a big reunion in L.A. and they had that guy come up on stage and they talked about Doug and he did all of the things. Sounds, spots. yeah. But like so, like that is just a dude doing like this. It ends on such a minor chord, like yeah. Oh my God, someone's going to die right now. It's really hard. Uh, I think the i think they're able to get like a little more in depth into that story and kind of explore all of the um you know facets of the situation a little more because they don't really do it's kind of like what you're saying before about one of the other shows where it's just kind of like a th- a story that ha- happens to happen around christmas yeah like they don't it's like not necessarily about christmas proper yeah and they don't really check in with like every character and what they're doing it's it's less of like a holiday special and more just like yeah an episode that happens to happen at the holidays yeah and and the holidays are used as a as a uh, heightening yeah yeah it just it paints a background for a sort of emotional situation sure like it would it would be is because because the way that we act around the holidays because it's it's the t- it's the new year right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you get more retrospective mm-hmm. and, and introspective mm-hmm. and uh i definitely think there's there's a lot of truth to that yeah. and something that we talked about closer to the top um are there any others that you would feel remiss to I not mention i don't think so or anything else that you'd feel remiss to not mention about anything we've already talked about? I we definitely covered a lot of ground. Yeah, I know. It was I, because I was like probably a gift and a curse that I actually watched a few of these <laughs> because I was able to kind of talk about yeah, them a little yeah. more in depth. Yeah. But it was fun. I, I think you did a really good job of kind of recounting the details as opposed to like leaving everyone else out, even right. though we kind of know. What yeah, yeah. Going. Hopefully if you're if you don't care to go watch these like at least you have a some, able some visual memory or or understood what we were talking about for the last like hour and a half that's the thing is almost exactly nice very, very 
very uh, don't astute. I, I have a terrible judge of time dude just, like just a, it's good luck 130 50 like is you, it 133 it was oh oh we have shit. to like we have two more minutes oh to shit. close it out at 133 <laughs> i mean i'll have to throw an intro on it so it'll be a little longer anyway it's but okay. how satisfying would that be it's okay we acknowledge <laughs> okay so you have a minute 45 <laughs> okay to talk about how you think um, your love of and knowledge of all of these specials has influenced you kind of creatively in your life in general, especially God. around the holidays now. Um, I mean, around the holidays, because I, I mean, I obviously knew this question was coming, mm-hmm. not from only listening to the show, but because I've been on it before. Sure. Um, but Sweet. like, uh, I th- think this year, like since I, I don't remember if I mentioned it on air or off air, but like I've been trying to force myself to feel more in the season. Like this year, okay. since things have been more busy okay. or busier for me, like it's been harder to get into the feeling of Christmas. Watching these definitely did that for me. Yeah, so this was, <laughs> I started getting really excited about the holiday. This was my chance to sort of like quietly in my own time, like on my own speed. Like I don't want to go heavy handed. And I've been listening to like, christmas music here and there and like i've been enjoying it when i pick it up in the stores and things but Mm -hmm. essentially i'm just like excited to to be like to see the people that i want to see this time of year sure it's very much a more mature interpretation of the holidays holidays. this year but like it's just nice to know that like i still have these things that are like special Mm -hmm. to me Mm -hmm. kind of but they're not like um, you're not going to, like, see this on television. Sure. Kind of. Yeah. It's like a a secret that you can kind of revisit. Yeah. I, I mean, there's some... Uh, I know I've, I've seen the uh, Hey Arnold Holiday Special, like, pop up on a late night yeah. type thing. And also, it's such a, like, a 90s... Or the 90s are so relevant now in our, like, current mm-hmm. pop culture scheme. Our era... Or our, like, generation it's of people. It's absurd how relevant the 90s are it's right now. It's constant. Yeah, so much of, like, comedy and nostalgia Everything. is, like... All the all the television. Yeah. It's just back. Yeah, I mean, fucking... Like you said, they're house. making a Hey Arnold, hey Arnold movie. movie again. And I'm just, like... Making a lot of, like, mm, movies out of books. Mm, yeah, it feels weird. It feels X-Files, super... X-Files, Twin Peaks. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean... I guess 20 years, but also we're in a time where, like, things like that feel more like a sure thing for people producing stuff. Yeah. Um, we got 10 seconds before it's one thirty-four. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything else? I got nothing. All right, Kev. I love you and I mean that. I love you. <laughs> Merry Christmas. This has been a Nerdalogs production. For more on the Nerdalogs and our shows, please go to www.nerdalogs.com. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.